Alrighty, horn to horny toad listeners. <laughs> Hopefully that last segment, um, you know, kind of got you thinking of, um, some of the past experiences, but, uh, moving on to segment number four for season five, episode four on a rezzed out relationship advice edition of a Valentine's day special. This one is bad boys versus villains. And this segment is about the attraction that women desire in both type of men and how the selection process has repercussions that follow resulting in cycle patterns that make relationships difficult. So basically all I'm saying is, um, these bad boys, when you compare them to like a mature man, who's pretty much a villain that he knows what he wants and he's not afraid to go after it, that really could, yeah, well, obviously it's going to arouse, you know, some women that are looking for a man that's like, like that, you know, that knows what he wants, but also a man that's not going to waste his time trying to kiss her butt and trying to tell her, um, you know, I'm the right man for you. Please don't leave me. We can make this work out. You know, um, that's where I'm trying to get that point across because bad boys, you know, everybody's like, why do women always like bad boys? You know, well, you know, they follow, they make up their own rules. They don't really, you know, adhere to anyone. And, um, they also just do what they want. And then plus, you know, they're not going to be, they're not going to be like, like a, a beta male, always like cowering down and, and whimpering to a, a girl like, Oh baby, please don't leave me. Just tell me what I can do. I can change. You know, women don't like that. They want the man to be like, uh, to be like the bad boy where on one hand, he's like to be a bad boy. He's like, um, well, I don't care about you. There are other women I can go for. And, um, so she's like, wait a minute, he's not attracted to me. Then, um, maybe I'll try a little harder to get his attention and keep him here with me. So then that becomes her mission. She becomes obsessed with being ignored basically. And it turns her on because, you know, uh, she, now she's going to have to work for why this guy is ignoring her, brushing her off and, um, you know, possibly treating her like crap. And the more he treats her like crap, the, the more she likes it. It's just, it's like the rape scenario where the body does not accept it. I mean, the body accepts it, but the mind rejects it. So for like a girl to get ignored by a guy and get treated like crap, um, she will, her mind will say, Oh, that's wrong. He's an asshole. Don't do it. But her body would be like, Oh man, that's exciting. Why is he not, you know, uh, you know, giving me his full attention or if she, her body might be like, if it catches the guy, if her body catches the guy, it's gonna, the, when, when it comes down to intercourse, the body might, the female body might be like, Oh yeah, this is, this is what I want. This is, you know, this is the right stuff, you know, this is the right spot, you know, and that's, you know, all the moaning and all that stuff coming in. But at the same time, um, on the other hand, the villainous side, you know, what draws women to the villains is that, um, he knows what he wants and he's going to go after it. And with this being, um, you know, an, an example type of, a, a segment, the one I'd like to use is a uh, back to the future Biff. You know, I was telling my sister, I said, you know, how come that, uh, Biff, how come, uh, I said, no, no, no. Oh yeah. 
when Biff was had Lorraine on his lap, I always wondered, you know, even though it's just a movie, but without um, without context, how was Biff able to get Lorraine on his lap? You know, if there was a segment or deleted scene, I'd like to see maybe how that was possible. Maybe Biff went up and he picked up Lorraine and sat him on her on his lap, or she was about to sit down at lunchtime and he pulled her back and she sat on his lap. But the point about it was um, when he tells her, you want it, you know you want it, and you want me to give it to you. And then Lorraine slaps him right there. She says, shut your filthy, filthy mouth. I'm not that kind of girl, you know, right there. My sister goes, yeah, you can tell Lorraine really liked it, but she pretended to not like it because she didn't want the other students in that cafeteria to think she was a slut, you know, and, um, that she liked it, you know, she liked that manhandling. And then I told my sister, I said, yeah, man, oh, this is when we're cruising down to the Super Bowl. And uh, I told her, I said, um, you know, that, that part where, um, in part two, where, Biff ends up marrying Lorraine, um, right there when he kills, um, uh, was George McFly, you know, and then Lorraine is still married to him. It's like she had every opportunity to, you know, press charges on Biff and to take him to jail and to resist him and, you know, to keep mourning her husband. But she went along with Biff because, you know, still being that bad boy, he was now kind of somewhat a villain because he, now he has all this money and, um, he's got power. Now everything always comes down to, um, like caveman instincts, you know, the basics. So what women want is a masculine man that will provide for her and her offspring and protect them. That's why, you know, Lorraine, even though she was somewhat hurt that, her husband, uh, was shot and killed by Biff. She was still married to him and, um, just doing whatever Biff wanted. He wanted her to get them big titties and that's what she got, you know, and Biff pushed her down and Marty ran after her and, you know, he helped her up, but that little physical violence right there, you know, you know, I'm, I'm just, okay. So let's just take it as an actual event. Now let's, take the, uh, characters, the actors out of it. So let's say that's an actual character, actual moment. Um, Lorraine eventually probably would have got turned on by that, you know, just being shoved to the side and treated like crap for, because, you know, it, it's for some psychological reason, it builds, it builds that, um, that desire to be ravaged once again, you know, the whole rape scenario thing. So, that's why, you know, that was a really interesting, you know, breakdown of character on that back to the future. And then, then I was asking my sister, I said, you know, these villains nowadays, what do you think of them? She goes, Oh, they're just a bunch of wimps. You know, they, they're like easily controlled. She goes, the, she goes, I noticed that the villains from back in the nineties and the eighties and the seventies, sixties, fifties, forties, those dudes were real men, you know, you couldn't break their character. They didn't have a backstory. You know, they really didn't, um, they didn't cater to how the story was going to be. They, you know, they didn't fit the narrative, you know, they didn't fill in those answers that 
you wanted to see in film how they were going to what how they were going to fulfill their goal and you know and another thing about it was the the villain is always smarter than the the hero the villain's always coming up with like all these crazy ass gadgets and he's got all the women and then the hero He's always got some sort of moral dilemma. He's always gets his ass kicked and he's like, oh, how am I going to do this? Oh, poor me, you know? And sometimes, excuse me, sometimes the hero becomes annoying. So where, where that stops for me, um, the anti-hero, the vigilante, that's where he picks it up and runs with it. And that's where I'm like, hell yeah, man, go do your thing, buddy. You know, like the Punisher perfect vigilante going out there, whooping some ass, killing people. And he knows he's going to die, you know, and he knows he's going to be judged for it. And he's, you know, in his mind, cause you know, the way he's written, you know, he, he's going to go to hell, you know, but he still has to administer what he believes is justice is it's righteous thing to do. So because of that, he's a vigilante, the crow, oh man, Brandon Lee's character is so kick-ass too, because it was like unapologetic, you know, he doesn't, wasn't there to say, um, you know, that for all the people that he's killed, you know, in that movie that he wasn't, well, there's only four of them, you know, based, well, yeah, I guess kind of four of them, you know, um, Tin Tin and, um, uh, oh shit. I can't remember fun boy. Um, well, anyways, the other two. So anyways, um, that whole character development right there was, was pretty badass. And then, um, you know, obviously you got Batman who is, you know, just depending on who's directing it. Um, he, he'll be a pretty badass character. And so all these vigilante, vigilantes and anti-heroes, you know, they could get the women if they wanted to, but sometimes they're like, they're more focused on their mission. They're like, ah, get out of the way, bitch. You know, I got to do my shit, you know? So when it comes down to the hero, it's just not, the hero has become the beta male, you know, is very overpowered. And, you know, he's got all these, uh, problems like Peter Parker, you know, even though Spider-Man is a badass character, you know, um, Peter Parker was the, the original beta male, but, um, now that's kind of become more of a role model for other beta males to follow. But, um, as far as all that goes, you know, that was the difference that I wanted to bring up about heroes and, uh, vigil, uh, what the hell am I trying to say? Bad boys and, um, villains. So in order to like, if there's a, if you're single and you're a single res guy and you want to, you want to get this res girl, hopefully she's not related to you by clan, but, let's say you really want to hook up with her and you know, you just, you just got to have her. Well, there's no point in being the soft male saying, um, uh, excuse me, can, uh, can I have your number? Um, maybe we can hang out sometime or, you know, it's more like, you know, Oh, Hey, you know, I, I think I seen you before. Oh yeah, man. Maybe I'll see you around or, 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 you know, like, Oh, did you see that, um, car accident that happened earlier? You know, Oh, that was crazy. Or like, you know, just strike up a conversation. Oh, you got those shoes? Hey, man, I've seen those shoes before. Those, those are pretty cool. You know, just kind of like forcing yourself into the conversation or forcing into a conversation that was never there, you know. And, you know, I tried this a few times on some young ladies and it surprisingly it works, you know. I was like, oh, shit. So, 
but I didn't want to lead them on because obviously I wasn't going to be sticking around that long. So I'm like, all right, all right. Well, you have a great day. Thank you. Bye. And, um, and so that kind of, you know, pretty much leaves a mark. And that's why, you know, this whole thing about heroes and I mean, bad boys and villains, you know, I, I would kind of consider myself a vigilante more than a villain, but for a bad boy, oh, I'd love to kick a bad boy's ass. Say, listen here, you little punk. Stop acting like a little bitch, man. You little poser, you know, and just kind of kick his ass around, knock him around. But um, there's other aspects, too, that um, as far as villains go, um, you know, bad boys, obviously, they got that um, that apathetic uh, type of uh, characteristics where they don't care, you know, just kind of go on to the next thing. If a woman's not available, he'll find another one that will, you know, more that he can treat like shit that she'll absolutely love it. You know, then the villain, he's like, you know, I want, you know, this is what I want. And usually sometimes, usually the villain wants the hero's woman. And that's where, um, you know, like the fantastic four is a perfect example, uh, with the rise of the silver surfer, that one, um, Victor Von Doom. No, no, no. Yeah, it was the first one before Silver Surfer, the original. Um, Victor Von Doom, he wanted uh, Su- Susan Storm. Um, I forgot what her last name was. And um, Reed Richards, you know, he was going to go marry her and all that. But he was just kind of like too much of a beta male. And Victor Von Doom, he was, he was you know, he made his intentions known. He wanted to bang the shit out of the invisible woman. I mean, Jessica Elba, who wouldn't, you know? But the, it was what was pretty neat about that, that I, the biggest takeaway I took from that movie was when the invisible woman told, you know, Mr. Fantastic, um, you know, Victor may not be, Victor may be evil, but he knows what he wants, you know, and she basically burned him right there, you know? So that was pretty cool. And so that's what, you know, the, um, the natural leadership and mystery that goes along with being a villain is where I think more Navajo men should try, should strive for not so much to get into witchcraft and skinwalking and all that bullshit, but to actually be man enough to take what you want. And, you know, whether it's a woman, a job, you know, a vehicle, an opportunity. And that's where, you know, the opportunities of, you know, meeting women in bars and nightclubs is kind of like a big old waste of time. Cause like I said, even though that young lady was, she was very hot, you know, and if I wasn't more interested in the Super Bowl, I probably would have sat down with them and talked to him and all this shit. But, um, I think for the most part, it's not worth it to meet a woman at a bar. Cause she just wants to get drunk, you know, then to get drunk enough to sleep with you, you know, to have intercourse, you know, that's like, uh, do you really want to trust someone like that? You know, and you know, it's just really not, um, I mean, if you want to hook up fine, that's, uh, that's, I got nothing to do with that. But as far as sustaining a relationship, I would say it'd be best to go to like a shopping mall or a shopping store and just kind of, uh, learn how to talk to women from there. And, um, make that work to your advantage. So that way you then now have, you know, a, um, a stable relationship partner to look forward to and, you know, just kind of build it from there and, you know, put all these little aspects together and, you know, have a really good solid relationship. But, um, 
Anyways, oh man, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time and I want to visit it again later on. I'll go ahead and do that. But for now, let's go ahead and wind down and, um, end that segment and we'll jump on to our fifth and final segment of the night, which would be mind reading hints. Here we go. (laughs) 